Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> well, that was an awful start. I'm going to try that again. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm actually going to keep that because that's pretty funny. To the Waifus and Weeboos podcast, where we are live right now on twitch.tv slash sourcesensei1, where this episode has been overdue, but we're finally getting around to it. Um, it seems like Fridays are going to be our uh, normal routine day for dropping new episodes. Um, I wanted to drop uh, I wanted to drop this episode earlier in the week, but due to some unforeseen circumstances, I could not get to it in time. But here we are, Friday, January 27th. Um, we are um, four weeks into the winter season, and the winter season is producing some uh great anime as well i think i talked about it in the last episode of the podcast we did but um uh my name is nick as you all know by now and i'm sure by the end by probably the middle and end of this podcast you're gonna hear some dogs going crazy um i just know the dogs are gonna go crazy through this episode and i don't really feel like editing them out so sorry if you have to deal with the dogs i'll try my best to um to um <laughs> to uh keep them keep keep the barking to a lowdown but um, I'm probably gonna get canceled after this episode anyway because this episode is my top 10 males and females from the fall 2022 season and the reason I say that is because some of my picks are a little controversial um, and probably not the most fan favorite picks but I have a reasoning behind why each of my characters are where they're at when it comes to the male category I mean usually usually for the male categories it's usually a lot easier to pick than the female categories because there's so many great uh, well-written female characters in anime that I feel like the males kind of like get pushed to the side and they aren't really developed. There were some really well-written male characters this season, but there was just so there was a select ten in my opinion that were really good that like no but no other male character really mattered. And with the females, I mean, again, you had I mean you had your pick of the litter when it came to the females. Um, we are going to start off with my top 10 males of the season, but I do want to let you all know that uh, in regards to the females, um, just a little heads up, Lum from Udise Yatsura will not be in this list, all right, um, for a multitude of reasons. Lum is like, I think we've talked about this before, but Lum is literally like the OG waifu, all right? She's like, she's, she's, she's one of the OGs, she's one of the OGs um that and this season uh Sumeri Usaka is doing a phenomenal job voicing her I I love um I love she's doing a fantastic job for Lum but uh Lum can't go on this list Lum, Lum will not be going on this list um and even if like this was a new series like even if uh Udusayatsura, like never existed and this was a new series it's been slated for 54 or 52 episodes I believe so you know, pushing Lum out now, 12 episodes into this season, uh, just seems kind of silly for me. I'm going to come back. That's going to, that statement is going to come back and bite me in the butt later on in this episode. But stay tuned. Somebody has to remind me, though. Like, hey, remember when you talked about Lum earlier? I'll probably remind myself, but it'll be fun. Um, so yeah, we're going to start off with my top 10 males of the season, then we're going to go right into the top 10 females. Um, and yeah, so let's get it started. So coming in at number 10 for my top 10 favorite males of the season, a lot of this stuff is going to be pretty quick. Um, this, this will probably be a quick episode outside of talking about, um, my top three males and probably every one of my female characters. 
Um, but coming in at number 10, I had Kikuru Madan from Amuro Guild. Um, I really like... For me, it comes down to the heroic aspect of things when it comes to these these like fantasy type of anime um and kikaru just really wanted like somebody to take his role as the strongest person in this village that he is in um so unfortunately he got tasked with dealing with all these um he got dealing he's got dealt with all these women who each had their unique talents but the end result was something that he really didn't want at the end of the day. Um, jealous as fuck when it came to him. Jealous as fuck, severely jealous of him. But, um, but yeah, like even throughout like the whole series, like he was just an entertaining character to watch. Um, and he was kind of a badass too. So I definitely enjoyed uh, Kikuru a lot from Immoral Guild. Coming in at number 10. Coming in at number 5, here we go with uh, another... With one of my... Uh, with somebody that I know a lot of people didn't like. I did like him though. Um, he had a certain charm to him, and that's Denji from Chainsaw Man. I get it. I get it. I know people hate Denji. I get it. He's a piece of shit. But I mean, like, he wants to stick to his goals. And granted, those goals are kind of sickening at times. Um, I kind of actually find it funny. Now, if like a real life human were to say that, like, my my goal in life is to touch a pair of tits then it's like yeah but like this is an anime it's like this dude's been through the fucking ringer like he wants i think when i me personally like people see the scumbag portion of him and yeah it's like scummy that he wants to touch boobs or whatever um but i don't want to be the one that'd be like oh you're thinking too deep into it but like maybe he just wanted like the touch maybe he just wanted to find comfort in a woman since like his parents like he didn't have that comfort with his mother but that might be thinking too deep into it too much into it and then i get flack for it because it's like oh it's not that serious bro it's not that serious bro so i don't know that's just kind of how i see a little bit of it uh it could be that denji's just a perverted piece of shit but um at least he's somewhat like i saw that meme of like mineta from my hero academia who just like goes in for the kill and like it's like at least denji like asks like they're both fucked up but um i like that meme a lot it's pretty funny um so we go from somebody is like a piece of shit in denji in number nine to somebody a little bit more serious in bone from two year eternity prince bone was an interesting character i had a bad vibe about him as soon as he was introduced like i didn't know like what he wanted to use fushi for i thought he actually was gonna like use fushi to like start killing people but as the show went on you start to understand like that bone like legitimately loved fushi and i mean spoiler alert it's because you really because you find out that like bone like one of bones like special abilities is that he can communicate with the dead and communicate with like spirits who have not passed on so you find out like one of bones like spirits he could see like had a connection with fushi i think it was um i think it was the chick who like who like put like poison in her body like the whole time um but i forget but that's the reason why he wants to be with fushi is because like he was told by like one of his ghosts to like be with them and like protect them and this that and the other um so like bone really threw me for a loop once i got deeper and deeper into season two of two year eternity and he became one of my uh, favorite characters in the show 
honestly. Um, because he has his faults too, like he has his ups and he has his downs, and um, that really makes him in, that really makes him for me into a really good character. So, Bone Prince Bone, the former Prince Bone, coming in at number eight. Um, uh, coming in at number seven is actually not. I mean, technically not a male at all. Um, it is a male, but it's less humanoid and more sword, and that's Shisho the sword from reincarnated as a sword um shisha was she shows the teacher of fran from that show but she was more of like the father figure of fran like he wants to just like protect her and like help her evolve like into like one of the like the the bigger black cats um and i don't know like i just found like i did like i just found like his like willingness to protect Fran on a constant basis was just like very like cute and adorable. Um, it's weird to get reincarnated as, as a sword. I don't know much about the manga or light novel, but I think it would be cool if like one day he was the like Shisha would, would actually be able to trans like transform into a humanoid. Or like into some sort of like not saying like a full grown ace adult, but like if the sword was able to like transform into like a kid or something like that. So like Fran can you use like another full body like like another body to help her in battle. I think that would be pretty cool, but um I don't expect that anytime soon. But I like Shisho a lot. I did like Shisho a lot. Um after that, coming in at number six, we got Aki from Chainsaw Man. Um, and on the Twitch channel, I have Aki and Denji beating up the the katana devil because I just really enjoyed that part. Um, Aki was cool, man. Aki had like a like an interesting past, and for him like to to want to join, um, like Section Four to like get back at the gun devil that killed his family, like kind of a generic story, yeah. But like, I mean, when I bullet blast your house away when you're out playing in the snow it, it's kind of like damn man like that's kind of fucked up um and i like this power i like this power with the curse sword and like his like his his connection with himina was pretty like was pretty sweet as well sweet and also like kind of kind of sad at the end of it as well um but yeah, Aki was Aki was pretty cool. I I do like Aki a lot. I think uh, the voice actor for him and Denji um, both did a very good job in this adaptation of Chainsaw Man. So I got Aki coming in at number six. Coming in at number five is Prince is Prince Christopher from Bibliophilia Princess. Prince Christopher is another character that I fully did not a hundred percent trust. Um, especially when it came to the first couple episodes of Bibliophilia Princess, like you had this handsome prince who quote unquote fell in love with this girl who was like a book nerd. And I'm like, okay, something's not right. Like I, I have like Prince Christopher, like he has a bad, he's, he's got a bad vibe for me. I don't know if it's because like in most other fantasy slash isekai anime, <coughs> excuse me, you have your male, um, you have your male lead with blonde hair who is nine times out of ten the piece of shit. Um, take for example, um, the lesbian fucking magical girl show going on this year 
going on this season where the one girl's uh it's the main girl's brother is blonde haired and like he's a big piece of shit so um that's like just kind of the one example i have but like i've always had this vibe of like blonde haired like royalty characters who are like pieces of shit and that's the vibe i got from christopher but you find out like right away that like no like he loves like he loves this girl like a lot and he would do whatever it, like he would do anything and everything in his power to protect her and to protect his kingdom as well so um i liked prince chris a lot he was very cool at times definitely uh definitely worthy of being a top five character of the season coming in at number four probably a controversial pick but i really liked him a lot i thought he was cool i loved rain dude i loved rain shroud from beast tamer um i love the show completely i really did love beast tamer i thought like i said it in the previous episode i thought beast tamer was my most uh underrated anime of the season when it came to 2022 i thought it should have got more like publicity and like more feedback or whatever it currently has a 696 on my anime list i think it should be higher i think it should be at least a 72 maybe a little bit higher after that um but i loved rain like he was just like he's just a guy like he was just like a pack mule to start off the show and for him to get kicked out of the party was kind of like kind of bullshitty um and the hero party sucks dude and like i want to see rain like do more fun things with his with his cat god and his dragon god and his fairy gods and and his fox god and shit like rain like like he's able to tame gods because gods are creatures in this world and he is a beast or gods are beasts in this world and like he is the beast tamer so um i just i just thought that was like a pretty cool like play on anything um and he's just a nice guy like he was just he was just fun to watch like there were times where he like i like there were times like so he confronts the for example he confronts the hero's party in like episodes like six or seven and like he legit like fights this dude he legitimately fights fights the hero where in like other anime i see like this you have your main character who's just like uh like like don't test my skills or shit like that blah 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 or like they'll go in for a punch and he'll like swat him away or whatever like he straight up fucking clocks this dude rain straight up clocks the fucking hero and i'm like okay we got we got something going on here ladies and gentlemen we got some big we got some big moments here for rain um and it just continued throughout the show like he fights it he fights a demon like he does a whole bunch of other shit um gets more fucking god creatures on his side so really very fun and enjoyable character in rain shroud uh liked him a lot coming in at number four was rain coming in at number three is i i honestly forget his name and i apologize all i know him is the emperor from um from raven of the inner palace um very interesting character very unique character when he first got introduced to the show um and like he came in and like he killed that person i was just like i i don't fucking this was like one of the guys that did not trust at all like my biggest mistrust was the was um the emperor i'm like all right he's gonna do something he's gonna do something to juju um don't let him fuck up the raven of the inner palace like don't mess up that fucking flow don't mess up that mojo dude like just do you like don't worry about her but as time went on like he had a genuine interest in her and he had a genuine interest in what the raven 
uh consort actually did he wasn't interested so much in like in like her nighttime duties or whatever he was just straight like he was legitimately <coughs> excuse me he was legitimately interested in her as an individual and like i gotta fucking respect that like my man like my man went the extra length and at the end of the sh- at the end of the show when you know I was like, oh shit, it's about it's something fucking big's gonna happen. So I really need a season th- I really need a season two of uh The Raven and the Inner Palace. We really need to find out what happened at the end. Um I think this series is over. I think like the light novel or the manga is over. So if anything, I'm just gonna go uh read it. Because I am curious as to what happens. But uh yeah, the Emperor is coming in at number three for me. I really, really love the Emperor. Coming in at number two is another prince. Well, not an emperor, but a prince. Not a... Wait. Another... I was going to say another emperor, but he's not. It's another prince. All right? Um, But Prince Claude from I'm the Villainess and I'm Taming the Final Boss, where Claude is the final boss. Um, He was like the... He was like a male Sundere. Claude was like a male Sundere in the beginning of the show, where like he did not want anything to do. He was a male Sundere at the beginning and end, I should say. Where he didn't he didn't want anything to do with Eileen. Nothing at all. But the more and more Eileen pestered him, the more he became like <coughs> like butter. And shit like that. He 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 legitimately became a big softy once he saw like how good of a relationship. Eileen had with the um the demons like of the forest or whatever or like these other like um what are they called um I forget like minions or shit like like shit like that so just the connection that they that those two had with each other was super awesome and um I really did love Claude as a character very fun very enjoyable Handsome as fuck. I'll say it straight out. Ladies, he fucking handsome as fuck. Simple as that. He's hot. Shit. Coming in at number one, probably probably going to be one of my top five favorite male characters of the year as well, is Sid Kagano from Eminence and Shadow. This, this dude literally makes this show for me. This dude literally makes eminence for me. This shit is so funny. And 95% of the time, it's because of Sid. The the whole concept of the show is just so I wouldn't say fascinating, but it's so it's so much fun. Like this dude Sid is using like his eighth grade syndrome or his Chuni syndrome to like manifest these powers to become like this fucking like ultimate god and he basically does that but he does like that stupid shit where he's like um oh my god probably probably the best part uh, at least in the first season was he's fighting this dude and he's just like all right i'm gonna do this now like it's gonna be awesome like i'm gonna do it and he turns himself into into an atomic bomb basically and like the line he says, like he like to, for him to rehearse like the stupid lines he says, like I am the night or I am atomic. Um, the fact that like he fucking rehearses these lines and like writes them down and shit, like of when and where to use them, is fucking hilarious to me and actually unique when it comes to the writing aspect of things too. 
Um, but I love Sid. Sid's fucking awesome. I love Sid. I th he's one of my favorite characters probably of the year. Easily. I would say easily top five. Now, I'll have to go back and like see like who <clears throat> like who some of the, my other favorite characters of this year were. But Sid is definitely up there. I love Sid a lot. He's cool. And the and oh, this is where see, I remembered. I remembered. This is where it came back to bite me in the butt, right? So Eminence's Shadow is still airing, right? Oh, well, Nick, so is Udisa Yatsura. What about Lum? Why is it Lumless? Why not Lum? Blah, blah, blah. Where's my Lum? Um, Eminence is going to be over after 24 episodes. So I'm not putting Sid in the, in the winter season when he's valid and he was great in the fall season. So that's my reasoning behind having Sid um, in, the, in the fall 2022 list and not the winter 2023 list. That we'll have in like a month or two. Um, and yes, Sid is my number one. Now, before we get into my top 10 females and into the list that will probably get me canceled because one, my taste is shit. And two, my taste is shit. But before we get into that, I'm going to take a sip of water because my throat is dry as dry bones. All right, I'm back. Um, <clears throat> so now we're going to get into the females. So please, if you're watching on Twitch or if you're listening, don't drop this episode. Don't cancel me. Don't unfollow. Um, just respect my opinions that are coming up because I, I feel like I've put a little bit, a little bit of thought into this to validate, uh, these top 10 females. So coming in at number 10 is Hidamuki from Immoral Guild. Um, it's hard not to like an adorable fox girl or an adorable wolf girl, like whatever you want to call her, whether she's a wolf or a fox. She was awesome. Um, <clears throat> I think a few people who watch the moral guild will understand my likeness of Hitamuki for specific reasons. Um, like I thought her power was cool and I thought her power was interesting. I thought she had the best connection with Kikuru. I thought her and Kikuru had the best uh, like friendship connection, uh, which was sweet at times. And the picture that I have of her on Twitch right now with just like her with like two question marks is actually a vibe at times. And I just loved how stupid she was. Um, she's just stupid. She was just like a goofball character. And I really did love that about, uh, Hidamuki a lot. Um, fun character. And I'm, and I'm stalling now. <clears throat> I'm stalling now because... Because this is where things get interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Coming in at number nine, probably extremely low on most other people's list. Probably at number one, I would say, on 90% of people's lists. Um, and I would say she's probably some people's Favorite character of all time after this season. But she's not mine. <clears throat> and she's not my number one. She's not my number two. Um, she's not three, four, five, six, seven, or eight. Coming in at number nine. Is he Tori Goto? Or more commonly known as Bochi. Now, before before we well, before I get, you know, 
before I get chased off stage, before I get, you know, canceled, beat with this, like, beat up, whatever. Hear me out. All right. First things foremost, Bochy was hilarious at times. She was hilarious. But there was this weird, there was this weird aspect of things. Like, Bochy gave you what you wanted in terms of, like, the hilarity sorts of thing. But I think that happened with good direction and good art and animation. They were trying to take you away from the fact that Bochi is dealing with like severe, like severe as fuck, uh, like social anxiety to the point where like this girl had to hide in like hide in a box and you know not have any like human contact at all so that shit was funny but the thing that like i did not find funny sometimes was how they did not fully handle her social anxiety at times um like it was more like okay let's go play music let's go to bochi's house let's go here let's go there instead of like something along the lines of we can use playing music as a way to get Bochi out of her funk or get Bochi into a more social aspect of things. Um, <clears throat> so she can be a lot more comfortable around people. Like they don't handle the Bochi social anxiety part, which um, I think they failed to deliver on the show. I've talked about that before. I think they failed to deliver on the fact that they did not like get Bochi to help at times. One character in specific, one I would say two characters did um, because the show does focus around Bochi's like social anxieties. Like they, re like I've talked about this before. The show really doesn't focus on like the three other main characters. Um, the show just focuses on Bochi and like her going into a box or like her turning into dust and shit. Like that was fun. Like that's fine. Like that's funny. Um, but the thing that like I try to like, I, I can't comprehend at times. And this is nothing against Bochi. I love Bochi. I think she's great. Is the people who are like, is the fans and just regular people who are like, I can, I can, uh, I see so much of like, <clears throat> It, if I didn't see it so much, I probably wouldn't have been upset. But the fact that, like, I've seen on, like, Twitter and, like, forums and shit like that, and it's like, oh, my God, I know what Boshi's going through. I went through the same shit. I went through the same stuff. I went through the same stuff, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, we don't, like, the only thing you know what Boshi went through is that she wanted to be a rock star. She tried to make friends with her music. It failed, and then she became a shut-in recluse, and because of her shut-inness, she's never able to have that social aspect with either her classmates or other people. She can only have that social aspect with her, her family. And don't get me wrong, I am sure this has happened, I, I mean, in, in the same sense, where people have secluded themselves from the outside world, and they can't, you know... Uh, they can't properly function in the world itself, but the amount of people that I saw that, uh, like it, it, it was ridiculous. And again, it doesn't, it, that does not affect my score on Bochi as the character. Um, <clears throat> I thought she, I thought she's a, a good written character. I don't think she's a great written character. 
Um, like I said, her 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 aspects are funny, but I can also see why people would get tired of like her like freaking out and how it can be annoying. I could see that. I can understand that. You're not gonna understand why people would have this show at like a six or seven because of Bochi. I've said it before. <clears throat> Bochi the Rock is not a music anime. It's it's just not. It's an anime. It's a it's a cute girls doing cute things show that just so happens to have music in it. That's it. They they've only gone to a music. I think they only go to a music shop like once or twice. Um. And they only have like one moment where like Bochi's got to like fix her guitar. They don't go in the whole aspect of uh, fixing instruments, looking like tuning instruments, blah, 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 like any of that. It's just about um, Bochi fucking turning the dust and them trying to, you know, being better musicians, but also like improving on like, try, I guess just try, like Bochi's just trying to improve her self but like not not written wise like bochi improving herself there's a better character in bochi the rock that i will be getting to later on so stay stay tuned for that but i got bochi coming in at number nine coming in at number eight is fran from reincarnated as a sword there goes the dog that i had mentioned before um it's not my dog that's the neighbor's dog so it's a dog that always barks on uh this episode of the podcast um, because it is the witching hour, and that's when they let the dog out. <clears throat> so, um, I got Fran. Fran is one of the black cats in um, Reincarnated the Sword, who had like the black cats have like some sort of bad history where they were basically extinct. They were basically going extinct, where they were like an endangered like humanoid species. Um, and Fran was a slave to this dude, and she was able to pick up Shisho and. Um, escaped the slavery and Shisho like had it in his like it was in Shisho's like power that he wants to make Fran evolve and um have Fran be able to you know um live life by herself and not needing Shisho's you know help and power so throughout the whole show it's just been very fun she's made like some of the most funnest face funnest like funniest lines um great moments great action as well Super fun character, super adorable character as well. Um, and definitely one of the more enjoyable characters of the season in Fran. So <clears throat> that's Fran coming in at number eight. Coming in at number seven, it's going to be a quick one. We got anime from Immoral Guild. Um, we talked about Hitamuki, how she had that like friendship with Kikudu. Um, for me, I felt like anime had that more of like a romantic relationship with Kikudu. I thought I shipped the shit out of him in Moral Guild. This was like one of my biggest ships of the season. Um, even though she's quote unquote a married woman, I thought she meshed really well with Kikudu throughout the, throughout the show. Um, and if you're listening to this episode and you've watched the Moral Guild, then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um... So yeah, I have anime coming in at number um, seven. Coming in at number six. I said this earlier. Actually, I said this a couple of minutes ago. But coming in at number six. My favorite character in Bochy the Rock, and arguably the best character in Bochy the Rock, was uh, Kikuri Hiyori. Um, And she was like the rock. Like, if you don't know the name off the top of your head, she was like the rock... Um, 
She's like the drunk rocker that like Bochi meets like in the street one day. I loved Kikuri. I loved her vibe. I loved her feel. I loved how she was like the drunk bassist who, you know, did not give a fuck. Um, but she arguably gave the best advice to Bochi throughout the entire show. Like, throughout the entire show of Bochi the Rock, I felt like Kikuri was the best supporting character. And sometimes the best supporting character, for me, can turn into the best character. Um, I honestly thought she gave her great advice when it came to... When was it? They were backstage <coughs> at her show. I forget the advice, but I remember just like, like, damn. Like that. Like that right there. That right there is why Kikuri... That's why you're the tops. That's why you're the tops. Um... I liked how like she was like a drunkard. I liked her look. I liked everything about her. Um, again, I thought she was the best supporting character in the show, um, even more than like the sisters and everything. So, coming in at number, uh, that's coming in at number six, Kikuri. I am going to take a quick water break again because the air super dry here today for some reason. I got a big uh, one hundred twenty-eight ounce bottle of water. Coming in at number, where am I at? Five? Coming in at number five. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Lunar New Year, and it is officially Year of the Rabbit. So, of course, we had to put one of my favorite Pony Girls ever at number five. Miriko, or Rumi Usagi Usagiyama from My Hero Academia. Um... I, I, I was so happy that they were going to introduce Miriko uh, this season of My Hero Academia. She was a badass bitch. She was the baddest bitch. Uh, she's the baddest bitch of the show so far. Uh, like, her entrance and, like, her fighting those Nomus was just fucking, like... I was just taken back at times. I really was. I was like, God damn, this is insane. And I forget who the voice actress who did her, but like she did a tremendous job. job. She did a tremendous job, like the screaming, the aspect, but like still having that dialogue. And like, I could just feel the emotion and power coming out of uh, the voice actor during that time. Um, I love Mirko. I love her design. I love their fucking Jack physique. I, I, I fucking love Mirko. She is a top tier. She is a top tier. I will say that. Mirko is fucking awesome. Um, but they really did her dirty. In this most recent in this most recent season, they did her fucking dirty. Um, but that's coming in at number four. Not coming in at number five, I'm sorry. Coming in at f number four. Little, little, little biased. Little biased, but I I I really love Tanya from Beast Tamer. Um I don't know if it's I don't know if it's just me having like a dragon fetish. Um but like the red hair, the smile just really like just really brought like joy to my heart and soul. Um and she's like the one who like she's like not full Sundere. She's like she was like Dede Dede, but like Sundere as well. She had 
for me, when it came to like her and Rain, like her feelings for Rain were a little bit more um, clearer than the other girls. Um, like when it came to um, like Kanade, like Kanade, like just had that like I just want to be with you sort of aspect, whereas Tanya was. Oh my god, I love this dude. Like I'm in love with Rain. Um and that's something I liked. And she had like that that like I don't know, she just had like that cute side to her and like the blushing and everything. Like I just thought like she just made me happy anytime I like I was I was excited every week to watch Beast Tamer. And then when Tanya was introduced, like I was just happy. I loved her design. I loved her like tail. I loved her like interactions with the children <clears throat> in the town my voice is just fucking cracking it's it's going low it's going high but that's okay <clears throat> um but yeah i love tanya i know she's not going to be in probably most people's top 10 of the season but uh she's in my top five i love tanya so much coming in at number three and arguably should be in everybody's top five at least is jusesu ryu from the raven and the inner palace um i'll just call her juju throughout this um throughout this episode but i love juju i i really fucking did um i loved her backstory i love her poutiness at times i thought her power was cool as shit she looked beautiful with without makeup hair up hair down in like a simple kimono and like her elegant kimono everything um she was just like a breath of fresh air at times and i've talked to, i talked about this in the previous episode um but i do not do i do i really don't watch chinese anime and like for me to like be hooked on like this character and like this anime like like juju which is weird because like you find out like later like she's like 16 and i'm just like okay it's like whatever um when it comes to that aspect um but like I, I, I really loved her. I thought she was a great character. I thought she was well written. Thought her character design was awesome, and I just, I just loved her. Like she just, she just brought happiness to me every time I watched it. Cause she was a strong, independent woman. She, she stood on her own, you know, at times. So Juju's coming in at number three. Coming in at number two. Um, will probably surprise a lot of people because people know me all right I feel like the listeners on twitter like the listeners of previous episodes know that um i love this character i do love this character i have a picture of this character on my wall right now um but she's only a number two and she's not a number one and that's power from Chainsaw Man. Um, yeah, I mean, I got, I, I, I love power. I got a picture of her and Meowie on my wall where she's hugging Meowie. It's a fantastic piece of artwork. Um, people don't like her because, like, she doesn't like the bathe or whatever, but, like, I don't know. Like, I just found her, like, fucking hilarious. I just love, I love her in the manga and I love her in the anime too. And I think, I think the voice, again, it comes down to the voice actor. <clears throat> the voice actor give these characters life like you reading it like i've talked about this before like most times manga like i feel like anime is more like i feel like anime sometimes is better than the manga because like 
you don't understand what these characters sound like. They sound like you, like they sound like your own person. So it's it's hard to give them a voice that like you can relate to. And then once these characters have a voice, it's like, damn, they actually like this person's doing a really good job. And for me, Powers voice actress did a fucking phenomenal job. Actual fucking phenomenal. Um I love the I love I love I love power. I love her. I love I love power. The eyes, the face, the the her powers, everything. Everything. I just love her. I know and and trust me, I know, I know, I know. You don't have to, we don't have to get into it, but um yeah, I got power coming in at number two. Power is gonna be a top ten. Power is gonna be up for um well, I guess not, at least not on Crunchyroll, because Crunchyroll don't do the Crunchyroll excuse me sleepy Crunchyroll doesn't do the um the fall season when it comes to anime so um maybe in other um maybe in other year in review episodes or year in review voting power will be in the top 10 but um not crunch rules at least not until next year we'll see we'll see so you may be saying, Nick, power's coming in number two? What's wrong with you? What, who's, like, who, like, who on this, uh, who in this world can, could be even number one? I mean, you, you don't have Bochi. Like, Bochi can't be number one. You have her at number nine. What is wrong with you? You're canceled. And I'm just gonna be like, shit, listen. This character single-handedly carried her fucking show. All right? While she was not the main character, she single-handedly carried this anime and it all starts in the first episode where she blasts away about 20 other maids and that's Ronko Manin from Akima Maid War listen let's go down the list alright like fucking Santa Claus ladies and gentlemen 35 years old black hair maid in a pig made fucking cos pig cosplay cafe. Alright. Hot as hell. Badass bitch with a gun. Could probably be a badass bitch with a sword, too. Had the expertise of like fucking shooting people. Went to jail. Can use a fucking rocket launcher. Alright. Can use a chainsaw. Like like what else is there to say to like to just boost like to just boost everything that Ronka was the best character the best female character in my opinion for a uh, fall of 2022 she 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 uh, she carried she carried Akiba made wars for a long time a long time even when they introduced like some even when like some of the side characters had their time to shine it all came back to Ronko the boxing match was fucking phenomenal fucking phenomenal and i think we're late into the series now where we can have spoilers so a little bit of spoilers for Akiba Maid Wars this is <clears throat> this is actually a big spoiler all right so shut your headphones off lower your volume for like a good like 10 to 15 seconds all right starting now they did her fucking dirty killing her off at the end 
they should not have killed all fucking Ronco. Uh, I just, I thought I thought that was just a fucking cheap way out. It it showed weakness in her that she didn't fucking deserve, and she just didn't fucking deserve it. Um, and then I forget the main girl's name, but the main girl lives after getting fucking lit up, and she's in a wheelchair. That's just plot armor, all right. That's just plot armor. So, um, that's all I got to say about that. But that's the end of the spoilers. All right. So I hope I hope that nobody caught any of those spoilers at all. <clears throat> and they are off the headset because I believe the 15 seconds is up now. But yeah, Ronco coming in at my number one for my top 10 females of the season. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go over my top 10 list again real quick. Um, for males coming in at number 10, we have Kikaru Madden from Immoral Guild. Nine, Denji from Chainsaw Man. Eight, Bone from Two Year Eternity. Seven, Shisho from Sword. Reincarnated as a Sword. Six, Aki from Chainsaw Man. Um, five, Prince Christopher from Bibliophilia Princess. Uh, four, Rain Shroud from Beast Tamer. Three, The Emperor from Raven of the Near Palace. Two, Claude from um, I'm the Villainous and I'm Taming the Final Boss. And number one, I have Sid Kagano from Eminence in Shadow. Now, for the females, coming in at number 10. Remind you, we are not having Lum in this list, all right? Coming in at number 10, we have Hitamuki from Immoral Guild. Coming in at number 9, we have Hitori Goto, or commonly known as Bochi from Bochi the Rock. At number... Uh, I'm sorry, at number uh, 8, we have Fran from Reincarnated as a Sword. At number 7, we have Anime from Immoral Guild. At number six, we have Kikuri Hiyori from Bochi the Rock. At number five, we have Rumi Usagiyama or Mirko from My Hero Academia. At number four, we have Tanya from Beast Tamer. At number three, we have Juju or Jusetsu Ryu from uh, Raven, of the, uh, Raven of the Inner Palace. At number two, I have Power from Chainsaw Man. And at number one, I have Ronko Manin from Akiba Maid Wars. And... That is it, ladies and gentlemen, for this episode of the Waifus and Weebus podcast. I appreciate you all listening to this episode. If you are listening on any of the uh, on any of the platforms like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., etc., make sure you hit that subscribe button to know when I go live or not live, but when I drop new episodes um, of the podcast. Um, I am live on Twitch.tv slash Sensei one where. I haven't made anything official yet, but I am probably going to be making some changes to um, my Twitch channel. I don't know yet, but I have been making major considerations to my Twitch channel. So stay tuned for more information about that. But you can get all that information if you go to the Twitch channel. Hit exclamation mark Discord. Join the Discord. It is free to get in my Discord. You'll know when I go live on Twitch, and you'll know when we drop new episodes of the podcast. Make sure to follow the socials. Waifus and Weeboos on Twitter. Um, sorry, Waifus and Weeboos on Facebook. Waifus and Weeboos on Twitter. Uh, Source Sensei One on Twitch at, and TikTok. And of course, Tumblr and Jotaku. Um, if you want some of the best stickers, peekers, uh, t shirts, etc., etc., make sure to go to sukawai.com. Use the promo code Source Sensei One and get 5% off your entire order um and i believe that is it ladies and gentlemen for this episode of the waifus and weebus podcast for next week for the next episode i might drop it a little bit earlier 
it is going to be my top 10 males and females from the 2022 year in review. So it's going to be my top 10 males and females from 2020. After that episode, we're going to be getting into the 2022 review episode of the entire year. All right, we're going to rank our our 10 bests. We're going to have our 10 best. We're going to have our most underrated, most biggest surprise, all that shit. All right. And then we're going to have our top 10. uh, We're going to have our top 10 anime of the year in that episode. All right. So stay for stay tuned to that. Look forward to that. And my name is Nick, as you all know by now, and I will see you soon. Appreciate you all listening. Bye bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.